You are listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. This episode will be a lot of fun for me because I have not planned it. I don't know what's going to go on. You would think intuitively I would know what was going to go on, but I don't. And that's a lot of fun for me. And the reason for that is my friend and amazing producer, Josh Reese, has come up with what looks like a very impressive list of questions for me. And I love this because I tend to think that if something's in my head, everybody knows it. And I I very much do live in that world. So it often genuinely surprises me when somebody asks a question and therefore gives me a diving board to go off on and to give my response or what my experience is. This will be coming from what I believe. So I hope you really enjoy it. And I know I'm going to. That much I know ahead of time. Uh, But thank you so much for listening. And let's get started. VickiBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense Josh, welcome back to the booth. Thank you. <laughs> it's so much fun to have you here. Happy to be here, as always. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm very excited that we both survived a half marathon yesterday. Well, survive is an interesting word. We're here. <laughs> we're here. We're upright. Barely. <laughs> we, if you hear some groans in the middle of this, it's just one just of us repositioning <laughs> and just hoping that nothing locks up while we're sitting it feels here. good. Getting up is the hard part. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's like anything else, right? Getting your body in motion. <laughs> right. Once you're in motion, yeah. You keep Spending going. At 6 a.m. was fun. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you I noticed I bailed. You. I on... your name on one of the bikes. <laughs> <laughs> I bailed. Yeah. I, I stayed in bed is what I did. <laughs> yeah, I was tempted, too. I went for that whole 7 o'clock hour instead of the 5 a.m. hour. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. We should be crazy once in a while. So what do you have in mind? Well, I have some questions for you. I just want to have fun with this. If you have any thoughts that you trail off onto things, I want you to enjoy the questions. I'm going to be asking random questions, questions that I think people might be interested in, questions that I'm interested in, random questions that have maybe no interest but might spark something fun. And so we're going to start off with easy stuff. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Are you ready? Was that the easy question? No. Okay. (laughs) Ready? Yeah. First question. What's your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food. Let's see. Coffee probably doesn't count, huh? (laughs) Um, I would have to say... My favorite food, it, it, see, I have categories. So my favorite candy, okay. we'll start with sugar, would be anything with caramel in it. Okay. Uh, my favorite vegetable is asparagus. Mm. Um, favorite meat when I'm in the meat-eating world is a good burger, mm. grass-fed, organic. Um, I don't really have a favorite. Oh, yes, I do have a favorite starch, tortilla chips. Oh, yum. (laughs) So there's not one food, like, if you could have any meal in the world one last time, what would it be? No. Okay. No, there's not. And I think a lot of that goes, I like to really enjoy whatever it is I'm having. Okay. So, no, don't have one of those. What about your least favorite food? Uh, 
Um, anything with basil. Cooked peppers. Cooked peppers. Don't like cooked peppers. <laughs> anything with cilantro. Any of those those soapy herbs. Those herbs that are. <laughs> um, yeah, and for me, it ends up being a texture thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a funky texture, ugh, no, thank you. All right. How about your favorite hobby? Keep them easy, easy topic. Um, I learned a while ago that I stink at hobbies, <laughs> and so right now I think my favorite hobby slash um, investment in myself is the running. Yeah, is the exercise. So, you got a big I, one coming up. Uh, we, I do have a big one coming up. Fifty k for my fiftieth birthday. So uh, that's thirty one miles. If anybody needs the translation. Oh boy. So. That's in just like two and a half what you did yesterday. Exactly. But you know what? I got excited because while I was running yesterday, I was in mile nine or something like that. And I thought, well, I only have to do this three times in June. And then I'm like, no, I only have to do it two and a half times. So then I was like, this is easy. Yeah. Yeah. Then mile 11 hit. Look at it. Is that when it was terrible? It wasn't horrible. But in this particular race, as you know, that was the downhill. Yeah. And my quads were like, what are you doing trying to run and stop yourself from catapulting down this hill at the same time? And I've had a bit of a hamstring thing going on, mostly because of my quads. So I had to uh, channel that whole, well, at least if I roll, I'll get there faster. So I just let let the wheels go. So, yeah, I think that's the, I don't have other hobbies. I love to read, but a lot of my reading ends up being because I get excited about the, you know, neural pathways and how the brain works and what's the latest thing in, you know, human courageousness and all of that stuff. So my uh, pleasure reading, well, that is pleasure reading, but anything else has taken a backseat i don't craft yeah (laughs) don't invite me to a paint and sip i'm not coming (laughs) how about favorite tv shows or movie if you have to pick something of each favorite tv show currently is new amsterdam and i just watched the last episode last night and i think it's the first time in watching a series, I ever yelled, what the hell? So, you know, that's good because a lot of the times I know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, movies are kind of boring for me. Besides the ones that are so transparent, anybody can figure out what's going to happen. Like, I'm usually like, oh, that guy did it, and this is how he did it, and this is why they did it. So that's my current favorite. I like any of the medical dramas or the... Um, like NCISs of the world. Mm-hmm. The gorier, the better, yeah. honestly. Like <laughs> Favorite movie, Sound of Music. Yeah? Sound of Music has okay. to be hands down. Has been since I was probably in utero. <laughs> I don't know what year. Have you watched it? Uh, probably about four months ago. Right. Yeah. 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 My granddaughter and I try to do a return on it okay. often. All right. Yeah. How about this? Ready for the next question? I am. What's your favorite sound? Laughter. Good one. Yeah. Right. All like different that. kinds. Yeah. I, That's a quick I, answer. I, That's a quick, good answer. Yeah, because it's something that lights me up. My favorite thing is, 
You know, when you're in a restaurant or public place and you hear somebody just laughing hysterically, you don't even have to know why they're laughing. (laughs) You're like, that is funny. And it's just the energy that it carries is contagious. And I get excited that somebody else is that happy. I don't need to know why they're happy. If they want to tell me, it's a bonus. But laughter is my favorite. That's always me. And like just knowing that now people can hear me. Now I'm like nervously trying to stop laughing, which is just going to make me like laugh 10 times harder. Well, yeah, you've heard my shriek. So um, (laughs) (laughs) it goes pretty loud when I'm caught (laughs) off guard, especially. But laughter. All right. Good one. Um, Where is your favorite place in the whole world? Um... In the Woods is my favorite general location. Mm-hmm. I have to say the Berkshires. Okay. Um, and it's largely because, I might get emotional around this, um, I have really found and lined up with the best people here. And it's, I've often said if they put an ocean in Pittsfield, it would be, be my perfect. favorite. <laughs> I don't want a calamity for that to happen. But... Yeah, it really is. It has everything. It has hills. It has wide open spaces. It has amazing people. And um, I like the diversity that's here as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. It seems like for, like there's so many different views on the Berkshires and like small towns probably get it all in general. Like in high school, everyone was talking about how oh, they can't wait to get out of here and like they want a big city and stuff. I loved it. I was the one saying, like, I don't want to finish high school. Like, this is great. I love the Berkshires. And then I was the one that did leave for 10 years. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah I and now you can appreciate it more. Oh, yeah. And people often think I'm from here, and they'll talk about how, uh, remember when this was here or that was here? And I have been here over 20 years, right. and I'm only from a, an hour away. It is very different. I find this city to be the Berkshires in in its in and of itself to be very inclusive and I know some people don't experience it that way but yeah. I always want to say to them well open up your eyes and right. ears you're then and your heart it because you're used to it right 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 so I love it here I think I'd be very okay if winter only lasted a week but right. um it's really <laughs> not fine. that horrible yeah. so uh, yeah, I have and to say here. And that even says something more because you're not from here, so you don't, yeah. like, to have moved here and still appreciate it more than anywhere yeah. else says something, too. Yeah, yeah. I all love right. it. Good. Switching subjects a little bit. These are all very random. What's your favorite iPhone app? Currently Anchor, <laughs> <laughs> which is our podcasting app, um, because the feedback and it tells me like who's listening who's enjoying it um i'd have to say facebook if i was completely honest um i like the connection i was just gonna say you're a connector you like to so it's just a way for you to do it more and it's another way that i definitely engage uh and i have i think i appreciate it more now because in the beginning of the year i set an intention for myself to not be on social media as much and so now when I'm on, I'm there and I'm present to it. I'm not scrolling. And if I find myself scrolling, I get off. Yeah. Because then I'm not present. I'm a scroller. Yeah. 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 But you that's take like, in... Oh, food, recipe, <laughs> dog. Yeah, see, that's the difference, though. You take in all the information. Like, words, words, words. Ooh, workout. Yeah. Oh, those shorts. I keep popping up. I want those shorts. Yeah. yeah. So I do love it. 
I think it it's amazing. I get a kick out of it when I see, like recently, my oldest sibling joined, and that just cracks me yeah. up because she was so anti-technology. So when I see her post or like something, I'm like, that is adorable. Yeah. And it is. So. Like, there's those people that you wouldn't keep as in touch with, like whether they're relatives or friends. That Like, yeah. when you see, that's great and stuff, but you wouldn't go out of your way to text or call. Yeah. And then, yeah. so seeing, you know, it's a way to stay engaged with people that you probably wouldn't. Yeah, and mine, it, it's in this area, I have said often, it creates a great connective device because... When you are your own business, you, it's difficult. to. I have a personal page and I have a professional page. Right. But on my personal page, like, I wouldn't put anything on my personal page. I wouldn't put on my professional page. Right. So I think if you're friends with me on my personal page, and I do have to start whittling that down. There's like 480 requests waiting. Oh, boy. So, yeah, um, because I check out everybody. If you're going to be looking at my personal stuff, I want to know you're not right. a wingnut. Yeah. Um, so... And if you're wing nut, I want you to be a fun wing nut. Right. So maybe just like the Coach Vicky page, and then book a <laughs> session, and I'll help you with your wing nut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I I think it's um definitely, and I've seen such amazing things where it's helped in uh, bringing about awareness and and connectiveness because yeah. I have joined up with some fundraisers that I wouldn't have even known about. Yeah. You see events posted because. You know, it says, oh, Vicky's interested in this thing yeah. four weeks from now. So then I check that out when I would never have heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Zuckerberg. Yeah. And other dude that was in there, and but I can't remember what his name was. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. What's your favorite holiday? You're making me think. Because I don't really have a favorite holiday. I'm going to say Memorial Day. I feel like it kicks off spring, um, our summer season and all of that. Uh, I like it because it seems like it has a, it seems to have still held the deeper meaning of it. Yeah. Where the other ones. Yeah, others have become more retail versions. And I, I, I like that you hear people are getting together and and whatever they're remembering. Yeah. I like that aspect of it. Yeah, so, very timely. Yeah. Just having had Memorial Day a few weeks ago. <laughs> Memorial Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> you would think I'd say July 4th because I was born on July 2nd and my mother always said I was an early firecracker. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Memorial Day. Hmm, good one. All right. Oh, this one might be tough. If you could only say one word all day today, what would the word be? Fantastic. <laughs> um, okay. How come you never hear about a psychic winning the lottery? Oh, I love this question. So, one, because some of us suck at numbers and picking that stuff out. So, the jelly bean, the how many in the jar, in the jar and all that kind of thing. Not always our, our gig, but there is actually a, um, a, a spiritual reason for this. Because if you were to be using your abilities or gifts to win something like that, you are leveraging right. what you've been um, blessed with 
And sure, you might hit those numbers. You might actually get it if you're that tuned into the, the, the frequencies and sequences of it. But that would then generate a turning off of the ability. And there is no way I'm going to risk that. Yeah. I occasionally will take a quick draw. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's taking advantage of something that is gifted by spirit. And, um, hey, if you do it, go ahead. But you're going to lose out in the end right. because That's what it, it was an ego. Like. If you're given a gift for a reason, yeah. so why would you be able to? Use yeah. that gift for something that there's no purpose to. Yes, and I've I've heard people say, but I would share it. And I'm like, no, nah, your intention you? is right. yours. Right. And you're, then if I had an extra few million, of course I would do good with it. Right? Yeah. But you're doing yeah. it because you want to win. You yeah. want a handout. Right. right, 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 yeah. So there's no, like, spiritual purpose for that. Um, well, there would be a learning in it because there's a learning. There can be a learning in everything that I would not personally want to uh, – play with that or or experience the cosmic two by four well that's interesting point because they say they the you know they the house of they right the house of they they say that most people that win millions lose it yes like the most the biggest percentage of people don't actually keep it or like stay wealthy right do you think part of that is like part of it might just be like they have no knowledge of finances and they spend it quickly because it's exciting do you think part of that is like a karmic like you know because they wanted, like, the handout and they got it easy that that, like, comes back to them and they don't keep it because they didn't earn it? I think there's more of a tendency to be a lack of value in self that goes along with that because if there's a belief that something needs to save me from my own ability to create abundance in my world, then the, the belief isn't still isn't in self. It's in the lottery system. So then you're not holding it up. I mean, you could take the winnings and hire a really good coach or a therapist and learn how to be okay with that kind of windfall. But I think it's more that people doubt their value and they're deserving of that, even though they wanted it so much. Um, it, it, the, the foundational emotional support isn't there yet. So... It would be better for people to get in a good space with themselves and realize it's the money isn't going to fix it. Right. You know, people tend to think money's going to fix everything, but it, it does not. So there definitely is a um, backlash. I don't believe it to be karmic um, because I think that sets up a a, a belief or something that there's something judging what we're doing, and that's not the that's case. That's almost like seen as a punishment more than like the energy. Right, right. But it, because you see it also in inheritance, mm-hmm. um, or you know somebody won a car or something along those lines. So you got to get good with self. Yeah, All comes right. down to that, huh? Yeah. All right. If your food's bad at a restaurant, would you say something? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you think I was too nice? <laughs> no, I like it. I would say something because I don't think it serves others to lie. Hmm. And if I'm paying for that food, I would like it to be good. Yeah. Now, is it because I just don't like it or was there an issue with it? Right. 
so if I'm being a brat, then no, I probably wouldn't. So it doesn't taste good enough, then that's... Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I have. Yeah. I have sent it back. Yeah. And and then get scared about what they're doing. Right. <laughs> like, it's good through now, but then they also put stuff in. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But most of the time, yeah. I think, if you're kind in your communication, right. then it... Right. It's the difference of, this is disgusting, this yeah. is what I ordered, send this yeah. back, as opposed to nicely just telling them, like, do you mind cooking yeah. this a few more minutes? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely have. Yeah. Um, what's the first memory you have of ever being excited? This would probably explain my love of ice cream now that I think about it. <laughs> because I remember as a kid, uh, Stewart's were just coming into the into the area, and uh, they're a um, I don't know how to describe them. They're like a, a Fancy gas station with an ice cream bar. I don't know how else to describe it. It's such good ice cream. But it's so creamy. (laughs) And then, but we had all the toppings. And you got a baseball helmet. And you could make your own sundae Mm -hmm. in that. And I remember being probably seven or eight years old and being able to choose my own toppings. And thinking, nobody's telling me what I have to put on my sundae. Right. And, well, you can tell me, you can try, but I'm going to put what I want on my Sunday because when you're a kid of eight, one of eight in a family, you don't get choices like that. You get what's there, (laughs) like it or lump it, my mother used to say. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, this is amazing. And I think it probably helped with my, like, that's my view of the world too. You know, I think life is a buffet. We don't have to take everything. Right. But those crushed peanuts on top, oh, man. So were you excited by the ice cream or were you excited by, like, independence and freedom? Looking back on it, yeah. independence and freedom. Right. At the time. And like, choice. I can make my own ice cream sundae. At the, at the time, it was, I have the power. Right. Um, but it's the choice. Right. You know, because ice cream, yeah, we could have that again. My father loved ice cream. <laughs> so I knew that would come about again. Right. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about what's the most recent time you've been excited oh that's easy i'm still riding the high from yesterday um because it i set an intention going in and i had done a facebook live video of this that i was not going to compare myself to anyone on that trail Mm -hmm. i was going to run my own run and i was going to be proud of the run i was doing in my body and everything and I was able to complete the race having done that and not, like, lied to myself about it. You know, although there was one um, shirt that I really liked. <laughs> but I wasn't comparing the shirt I was wearing to hers. I was like, Because at the moment I was like, are you comparing? And I'm like, no, I'm not comparing. But that's a really nice tank top. Um, so I So finishing it. Besides coming in 10 minutes faster than last year, um, I really felt that elation, and I feel like I'm still riding it a little bit. Could be the two coffees I've had today, but um, yeah, I'm really excited in general about where life is going, so yeah. that helps. 
That's a good thing. Yeah. So don't you think that's like a good metaphor for life, like running your own race and not comparing yourself to others and like mm-hmm. that whole half mm-hmm. marathon, everything you just said is like... Yeah. yeah. It is. And it's, um, I think, something that's easy to forget right. because we are in such a Especially comparative the more society. Next to you. Yeah. Metaphorically. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the one of my friends who was there, it was his first experience in witnessing a, a race. Mm-hmm. And he stood there in awe. And I said, What's going on there? And he, he's like, it's just so amazing the diversity of people that are out here. Yeah. He's like, there's every shape, size, uh, level of health, gender, um, age. He's, he was just blown away by that. And it allowed me then, I've known that, but it reinvigorates it. So, yeah, we have to run our own race. Because yeah. otherwise it's too heady. Right. You know, well, you know, a lot of the... Uh, being healthy in any component is being healthy in your head. Yeah. So it's mostly mental. Yeah. M&M. Yeah. <laughs> Caramel. <laughs> well, this would be a good time for a break. Maybe everyone can think about what excites them. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll be right back. We will be right back. Thank you. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free, and there is a creation tool right inside the app, and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless, and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. Hi, this is Vicki Baird. Have you heard the news? I'm going 100% virtual Vicki in my coaching and reading sessions after June 30th. I will be releasing my office and seeing people via all the amazing technology that we have in this world. Until then, I have a handful of 75-minute premium in-office coaching or reading sessions available. So if you'd like one of these, please go to vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Welcome back. Thank you for participating in the interview process with us. And hopefully you're enjoying the questions and my responses. I love that you're making me think. This is fun. <laughs> well, you always make everyone else think. I know. It's so fun to be on this receiving <laughs> end of it. So what else have you got for oh, me? Oh, I have so much. <laughs> All right. Ready for your first question? I After am. the break? I am. All right. Vicki, what makes someone a hero? So... I think what makes someone a hero is doing something that is not asked of them, expected of them, and yet they do it anyway. So I kind of have a little (laughs) bit of an issue with the fact that people are using the word hero too much. So great question. Okay. Um, Because I think it dilutes it. And people who are going through 
illnesses and who, or maybe did something in their own trajectory of their life, right? They created a business or they, you know, opened up uh, some kind of um, uh, product line or something like that. I don't think that makes you a hero. Right. There has to be a difference between like an amazing accomplishment, like right. fantastic job, yeah. and a hero. Yeah. So not to diminish someone going through a health issue, but that's their process. That's their approach. We can be ad- we can admire that. We can be impressed by it. I don't see that as a hero thing. I think uh, when someone's a hero, they are not looking at their own benefit. Right. You know, they are jumping in and, and they are maybe risking everything they have too, but they didn't think about themselves in that moment. And it has irked me a little bit, because I am human, I'm allowed to have irks, <laughs> that we've made everything a hero. You know, it's yeah. like the it's like I love you. People say it; they toss it around so much now that it can become diminished. So, I think a hero is someone who is brave enough in whatever the moment is, and thinks of a fellow being more than their own self at that moment. And the use of the word would just cancel it all out anyway, right? Like saying, like someone that says, I'm very spiritual. Oh, you know that's one of my things, though. (laughs) But it's like the same thing. Like, I'm I'm thinking of someone that, like, has used the word about themselves. And, like, would that not, first of all, not only in my eyes does that make you, like, absolutely not a hero. Second of all, like, you have issues. Right, (laughs) right. Because that's that's wanting to have your... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> By very definition of the word. Right. Yeah. But good for you. Yeah. Good job. Yes. And, and you are aware because I have shared that with you. If someone says to me, I'm very spiritual, it depends on the, the moment and the person. But I have been known to say, are you? Because if you have to tell me, are you? It's like anything like that. Yeah. Even saying I'm very religious. Yeah. yeah. Any of those words. Yeah. If you have to claim something, like, you know. Yeah. And it, are you looking for me to pat you on the back right. for what you're saying? Right. That whole, you know, premise of actions speak louder than words. Right. So what are you emanating? Who are you? Are you not? And you know, the other side of that is I have worked with a lot of, um, of people who are in the service, in law enforcement, and fire, and all that, and the pressure that we end up trying to release in that idea that they are heroes when, in fact, this is what they chose to do for their work. Right. And so they said, you know, it's not the work that's hard. It's the fact that I have to hold myself and I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to be your hero. That's a lot lot of pressure. pressure. So, uh, and I, that's not everybody. I mean, there are certain people out there that probably do have very healthy egos that want that associated with their name. I think it should be reserved for those who are acting selflessly. Do you feel that pressure in your work? Like, do you feel the pressure of everyone like, expects you to fix everything and mm. like pressure that, you know, similar I, to what you were saying with people in that kind of line of work? I used to. And there are times where I feel uh, my own pressure. 
I put that pressure on myself to be the one that has the directive or the statement or the help that the person is looking for. I think I'm fortunate that I don't believe I do anything all that special. So I think I align it well. And I think I walk my walk. So I don't, and there was, there's a statement called, uh, that, or a, a sentence that is, um, and I've totally used it. I don't know where I picked it up, but I totally use it, that I'm not your guru. I can't be anyone's guru except my own. Right. Because it's spelled G-U-R-U. So you have to be you. You can be your own guru if you want. Because I also think along the lines of the hero thing, if I'm stating myself as a guru or someone is looking to me as a guru, you are not holding your own power. And we all have that power within us. So I used to feel that pressure. I'm I'm still in process with it uh, that I have learned to say to people, I, I am so willing to walk beside you, maybe walk a couple steps ahead um, and have you, come on, turn those feet over, let's go. <laughs> but I truly believe everybody has what they need inside them yeah. and I uh, just need to go get it. So, And I also think that if I were to hold that place of I have the answers for you, I'm really not respecting you. I'm not mm-hmm. respecting everyone's intelligence I may have a clearer vision, and I'm happy to work with someone on that because it's not my stuff. It's so much easier to see other people's stuff. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So when you felt that pressure, was there ever, like, a time when you felt like you weren't allowed to, like, have or show a flaw because you were everyone's go-to and the answer and all that pressure? Did you ever feel like you had to live up to some sort of standard because of that? No, I felt the opposite. I felt like I had to, to, to diminish anything that I've had or could do. You had to like hold yourself back. I did. That's been a theme that I still am working with, which is why yesterday's race was so impactful. And I probably haven't even processed all of it because my life (laughs) challenge has been to be able to stand there and receive and to feel like it's okay for me to you know, shine everything I have. So I felt the opposite. I felt like I had to say, oh, it's no big deal, which I still believe some of it isn't. Uh, It does require work and it does require a commitment of self and bravery and everything, but mine's the opposite. So, yeah. This next question kind of goes in line with that a little bit. What's something you know that you're talented at? That I haven't put out there yet? or <laughs> Both. Well, I am an extremely gifted intuitive. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Uh, I, something that, to me, that question says, all right, <laughs> put what you're learning right out there. Uh, I am a really good singer. Okay. I am. I, it, with some improvement, it could be phenomenal. So, I... have heard it in the room <laughs> karaoke mornings. <laughs> yeah, 6 a.m. is not really <laughs> my best time. I need... You can hear who's in yeah. tune and who's not. Doesn't yes. Doesn't matter the yeah. time. Yeah. I, yeah, I am. Um, I, I feel like 
there's talent and then there's you have to have talent and a willingness to work that talent. Yeah. Um, and that's this is actually a good example. I'll share something from my own process. Mm-hmm. I was accepted into a music program coming out of high school and uh, in, in college. And one of the nuns, you want a tough judge? Have a nun be sitting there. Never mind Simon Cowell. <laughs> Have a nun be judging what you're singing. Uh, said, I can't wait to hear you in four years. I can't wait to hear you with a little bit of work. Mm. And I... I didn't really have the support of family going into it, but I bailed. And I know from a uh, retrospective perspective, it was that, mm-hmm. you know, I, that was the holding myself back. Yeah. And it, um, she's probably 150 years old at this point, but um, <laughs> I still hold that experience as very impactful for me because I felt in that moment, oh, no, that's not okay. That that won't be okay. It wasn't the work. I wasn't afraid of the work at all. Yeah. So that is something that I look at now and I say, thank you. I appreciate that. Now how do I get there? Right. And some of that is age and experience and stuff. Yeah. So. All right. Um, what is something that you think you're bad at? The opposite end of the story. Uh, this is not a secret cooking. Um, <laughs> I, I think largely because I don't enjoy it. Uh, it's not something that lights me up like it does you. I, that, that blows my mind. My husband loved cooking. And, and it was almost the, the what will this be yeah. that it was so exciting. And I see, I see that same light in you that I used to see in him in the kitchen. I'm like, nah. I don't get it. <laughs> well, do you it's, think that's part of why you don't like it or didn't do it? Because if there's someone in the house that loves it, you don't need to. Well, that's obviously, yeah. yeah. When we met, I told him, cereal's a dinner. Get used to it. <laughs> and he was like, no, no, it is not. So thankfully, he liked that. Yeah. So the kids didn't grow up on Cheerios. But, um, I love a good bowl of Cheerios. <laughs> I do, too. Gluten-free. Thank you very much. Um, it definitely gave me an out. And I tried after he passed. I ordered the the meals, you know, make it. And I was excited to see what happens. And I I liked learning the skills. Mm -hmm. But it was still like, meh. You still didn't enjoy it. No, no. I don't have that food is... Everything. Everything. I just don't have it. I mean, I, I don't... I've said this before. I don't know why I don't weigh 110 pounds, but I just don't have that, and and, and I'm I okay say, with it. I don't it. know why I'm not 610 pounds. <laughs> well, that's because you work out food. four times a day. <laughs> well, you say the word taco, and I will start getting excited and think about it for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made taco salad last night. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> All right. Um, switching gears a little. What qualities would you look for in a friend? This has been uh, uppermost on my mind lately because I've been so grateful and I'm going through some challenges with some acquaintances. For me, oh, humor has to be Mm -hmm. right up there. Like, if you take yourself too seriously, I got to go. Compassion. Um, Drive. Mm -hmm. I... I will admit, I 
if you're in my office, I have all the compassion in the world. I can work with your patients and stuff. If we're outside, <laughs> I do have a little bit of really, really, you couldn't get the laundry done. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Um, I'll still go over and help you with it, but uh, you'll hear a little bit of that. Uh, I think for me, independence is very important. Mm -hmm. I don't do well with needy friends because I don't require a lot of stroking my ego. I don't require a lot of time with people. I want quality time with right. people. And you have a lot of needy people. You know, in your work, really. Yeah. You have people coming to you with their problems all day. So if you're outside of that with your friends, yeah, is, is there a fine line between like where it still feels like work? Um, there is because I am an overachiever and I recognize that in myself. Mm. I genuinely like to help people. Yeah. And it's the scales have been very tipped in the past. And I have made a commitment to myself to learn where I am not serving the friendship by being too available um, or by being in that, okay, let's just figure this out. Now, I love having that role in a reciprocal relationship. That's another key importance in my life. It needs to be reciprocal. Yeah. So, And that could mean that you sent me a text with a funny gif on it or that you're like, what is wrong with your head running 13 miles? <laughs> and then I sent back 13.1. 13 13 thank, thank you very much. Yes. So um, a love of something is important. What I, it does not matter to me what you love, but a love of something and service. There must be some element of service in your world because that's very attractive. And it doesn't have to be on a level of um, a uh, you know grandiose fashion. It doesn't have to be that anybody else knows about it. Um, it just needs to be that the person loves their contribution. Yeah. Um, more so if you don't brag about it. <laughs> um, okay. Another random question. Where do you feel the most out of place? <sighs> Any event or um, experience where I don't know at least a little bit about what the heck we're talking about. Okay. However, that's also something that I've been uh, shifting because I love to learn. So right. so how does that go together? Right. right. You want to be comfortable and feel yeah. like you know enough, yeah. but then, yeah. yeah. Some of that comes from a back wiring childhood and stuff. But some of it also comes when, when you make your living as an intuitive and primarily an intuitive reader. You're supposed to know everything when somebody walks in. If, if It's like back to that pressure, it sounds like. Exactly. So I felt for the longest time a pressure to know everything about everything. And then I realized, oh, that is not possible. Right. <laughs> Nor is it attractive. Yeah. Um, and, but I felt, I don't think I acted like a know-it-all. Others would have to give the feedback on that. Right. But um, <laughs> I felt felt the internal pressure to know. Mm -hmm. 
And it's been really good for me to have a couple acquaintances in my life who are snobs uh, because it's helped me practice saying to them, well, just because you know of a certain genre or area that I don't know of doesn't mean I'm dumb. Right. It simply means that I haven't had have- the experience or the pleasure yet of being exposed to whatever that is. So if you'd like to come down off your high horse, you could be the one who teaches, or you can step aside and I'll go learn it over here. If I find myself interested, I have a friend slash acquaintance with the, the jury's out on that one, um, of she'll say to me, well, I'd like to go to the theater with you, but we don't like the same things. And I said, well, wouldn't that be the perfect experience? Because I could pick one, you could pick one, and maybe we will like them once exposed to it. But the the talk down was there. In previous times, I would have said, oh, she's right. I didn't have this exposure as a child. I mean, if you want to talk musicals, I can go there. But, you know, the rest of the stuff, I didn't. And I used to feel less than. And the more I talk with people and say that you're not less than because you don't know something. Trust me, I hear that when I'm in a session and I'm helping someone. I'm like, that one could be for you too, Victoria. <laughs> so, because we're all in process. So, I have learned, and um, the person I'm dating right now has a huge. I think he's uh, IQ of a genius, but he doesn't have the the ego to go with it. So it's a very good practice for me to be like, no, tell me about that. I don't know about that. So, And uh, equally, I'm sure there's plenty that he's learning from you. Oh, yes. I spin a few times, you know, (laughs) when I bring things up. Although he said (laughs) recently that, um, you know, all the spirit stuff and the connection and energy, that's not so weird. The fact that you like doing laundry is very weird. (laughs) And I'm like, it's not. It's very helpful to my friends. You know, we go over, I visit, I fold laundry, I do it. I love it. <laughs> so I do, not. I do. I do. I'm like I should have a laundry service or something because it's my One joy. More thing, you should. You, you I'll get on that. Time on your plate. I know. <laughs> Please, can you? I've been meaning to say something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, this you just tied that into the next question a little bit. Um, what are some of the habits you're most proud of that like help you out kind of regularly or on a daily basis? Like daily habits that you're proud of. I'm organized. Um, I can procrastinate with the best of them, but I am very organized. I set up systems that allow me to flow through my world without getting too discombobulated. And that, you know, that took, and it's constantly changing because, you know, what I'm doing or how life expands changes. So, uh, but the systems once in place are are imperative. So I am someone who picks up after myself. You know, I am someone that has a process for the mail. Um, If it's not on my Google calendar, do not expect me to show up (laughs) because I have been imperative. You know, I have been, um, it's been imperative to me to put that into place because one, I didn't want to disappoint people, but it makes me nutty. Um, trying to keep everything in my head. And if I know it's right there, like I will pause someone and say, hang on, let me put it in the calendar. Because otherwise, <laughs> yikes. Um, and not because I'm so busy, but because I don't like to hold all that stuff in my head. So... Got to keep room for the important stuff. Yes. Yeah. 
contemplation. Exactly. <laughs> New ideas. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any habits that you feel are holding you back? Well, my love of sugar um, is, is okay. holding. I know that is. It, it really does. I know it impacts my brain and everything. So I, I'm, that's the next level. Uh, um, yes, I have a habit of thinking I have all the time in the world and then thinking that it's not going to take me as long to do something as it actually does. Yeah. So um, becoming more efficient is okay. this month's goal. I, right. set a mo- I set a goal every month. Yeah. So. so I have a lot more questions for you. Okay. So I think we should break this up. I want to end with one more question. Okay. And then we'll finish the rest next week. Okay. So my last question, in one word, describe your life. Reverend. All right. We'll be back next week with the rest. Thank you so much. This is so fun. VickyBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense Thanks for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense Remember to follow me online for all the latest news and updates at at Coach Vicki Baird on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also at VickiBaird.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com. This podcast was recorded at Allison Larkin Presents and produced by Josh Reese. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review so we can stay connected. See you next time.